again. <laughs> We're here to bother you with our eyes of glory. Go ahead and judge your eyes because your eyes are the windows to your own spirit. People say, oh, you're high and you're drunk. And it's like, well, man, you know, we entered the house of wine, Song of Solomon 2.4. It's crazy that the worldly people don't even mind it. They'll like watch the whole sermon if you're high and drunk because they'll be like, whoa, at least it's not religious, man. We can get something out of this. But the Christians tune in on Facebook business and they condemn us and give us about 50 negative reviews. And my, many of them are extremely slanderous and murderous only because our eyes look drunk and because our eyes look high. You know, the eyes are the window to your spirit. And the Bible says if... You're persecuted for the spirit of glory. You have the spirit of glory in your spirit and your eyes look high all the time. It's because the spirit of glory is in your spirit. The eyes are the window to your spirit. I mean, why would someone mistreat you for being high? Isn't that kind of the point in life, the high life? You know, because these people secretly, they're on pills and they're doing immorality and idolatry and they're drunk on the blood of the saints and everyone's a hypocrite that accuses everyone else of anything because only the son of righteousness rising and healing in his wings is any good at all. I mean what? You're better than Jesus? You're better than God? Do you realize when you come against the glory that you're making your soul better than his soul? That's what the pride of the fallen angels is. When you attack other souls with your soul, you come under the condemnation of Satan because you think you're better than other people by what you think and by what you do, which is called the mark of the beast. Amen? The beast of the bottomless pit is the bottomless pit of man's efforts to be good. That's the bottomless pit. Man can't be good. The old covenant was man's attempt to be good in their brain, in their soul. Didn't work out too good, it did it. You read the Old Testament? I mean, it's crazy. The Old Testament is the craziest thing you'll ever read. It is, it is beyond rated R. It's rated NC-17, at least. It's violent. I mean, it is, there's genocide. <laughs> the, the Old Testament is the ability of the human soul. Have you realized that the Old Covenant is the ability of the human soul? That's the Old Testament. And so then Jesus died on the cross and saved us from the old covenant of us trying to be good in our souls. And now we live out of the mind of Christ, the soul of Christ. And most Christians haven't begun even living out of the soul of Christ. So they're frustrated. They're at envy and strife towards other Christians. And it's just a huge mess of confusion because we're coming out of the old covenant. You know, 2,000 years later, we're finally... Now, coming into the promised land of new covenant only. Okay? No mixture of the old covenant. No mixture of self. No mixture of your soul trying to add to his soul. Like, what do we have the mind of Christ for? And then we're like trying to be good stewards in our mind, which is just religion and literally blasphemy. <laughs> it's literally blasphemy. It, I mean, uh, that's accurately what it is, and I'm not being harsh with you. The Bible calls it blasphemy. When you try to be good out of your soul and you trample his soul under your feet, it's what blasphemy is. That's what anti-Christ is. Anti-Christ is anti-Christ in you. Anti-mind of Christ. And you trying to be good out of your brain. That's what's wrong with the world. The fallen angels have tricked 
nearly every Christian on planet Earth to try to be good in their brain apart from his goodness, which is the river of life. <laughs> the message of God is return with all your souls to the river of life. Where's the river of life? In your spirit. Attach your, your soul to your spirit, which is repent. We all say, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, and then our brains are worldly. What? You know, our brains are of this dimension instead of his dimension. Do you know there's only one star in the third heaven that all angels, two-thirds, we're talking billions of angels here, billions of angels all have their souls glorified in one bright and morning star, the sun of righteousness. Amen? Mm. So that's the unity of the brethren when your brain's attached to his throne. His throne is called the white throne in the book of Revelation. Why is it white? Because he's Caucasian. No, because of glory. It has nothing to do with the flesh. That's funny, huh? Oh, hallelujah. We have people say that all the time. Why do you keep calling the throne white? You know, Jesus was black. Stuff like that. They tell me that all the time. Jesus was certainly not white. You ever seen a white guy in Israel? Well, God doesn't see the flesh, thank God. Otherwise, he'd, he'd be a devil. God works as a spirit. White like glory. <laughs> you know, and Jesus is the angel of the Lord fixing everyone's mess in the Old Testament. How many of y'all angels don't have flesh? Now, Jesus has flesh, and he's transfigured, which means he's all things to all people, but the flesh still counts for nothing. Have you come to a place where your flesh counts for nothing? Or are you still something? Is your brain still something? Or is your... See, that's what self-righteousness is. That's what the religious fallen angels of the sons of the second heavens are, is that you're something. You're something by what you know, and you're something by what you do. That's the mark of the beast. You're something by what you glow. That's the truth. That's the white we're talking about. That's the son of righteousness. That's the great white throne in you. See, we're coming into a time where we realize the glory. Because we've been so beat up by religion. I mean, I have... I. The thing about it is, is I've, I've had revelations of God inside me for a very long time. And the only refreshment and encouragement that I get, literally, I mean, there's a couple people here and there... That, that have revelation. But the only encouragement I really get is the Father in me. That's what really brought us to this place of maturity is being continuously attacked by the second heaven's stars of religion and self-righteousness. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil constantly striking us with its sorceries of self-righteousness. We've been continuously struck by the second heaven stars, the second heaven suns, Con- constantly. And the, all, all we have as a refuge is the star of Jesus Christ, the star of grace, and the bright and morning star in us to cling to as a refuge because I don't have anything else. When I got born again, there, my whole natural world was destroyed. I got born again in the glory of God, so I didn't have the option to go back into the world 20 years ago. So all I could do is just cling to Christ in me and just walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is called the earth under Satan's stars that fell from heaven. And so when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you have his staff and his rod that comfort you. You have his word and you have his wine. And you have the revelation that he's given you of who he is in you. And you have the fellowship with the Trinity 
in you. Colossians 2.10, you have God in you and you're made full of God. And you can experience the richest measure of the divine presence and realize you're a body fully filled and flooded with God himself and that you've already reached full spiritual stature. Because your spirit's in, in Christ. The only issue is your brain, which is your flesh that counts for nothing, is deceived by the second heaven stars, thinking, nope, you haven't reached full spiritual stature. You need to do some stuff. You need to think some stuff. And it's not all grace. It's partially works of the law. And then you come under the fallen angels when you come into agreement with those religious devils. And so you, you forget who you are in the spirit. And you don't have the revelation of who you are in the spirit because you've been lied to by the religious angels that lied to Eve in the beginning and turned her into the first religious person, the first, the first mentally ill woman. It's called madness and the pride of the fallen angels, the madness and the condemnation of the devil, is what the New Testament calls it. And that's why it's always about the mind of Christ and the spirit of a sound mind, because our minds are not stable until they're completely submitted to the Son of Righteousness rising with healing in His beams. Which means there's a Son, S-U-N. Scripture talks about God is a Son. Psalms 84, God is a Son. And people want to add to that verse, and yeah, God's a shield and all that. And, he, and then talks about prosperity, and they miss that part too. But God is a Son. Psalms 84, verse 1. God is a son. Now, is he talking about the sun in the second heavens? Talking about naturally? He's talking about the sun of the third heaven. Talking about the sun of glory. And it is a sun because it's a star. He's a morning star. It's true. God is a star. What do you think the rock of ages is? Building on the solid rock. Is it just some granite? It's just a tablet of stone? Is that the rock? Or is he talking about a sun? A rock that's a ball of fire, similar to the sun in space, but this is the sun that created space. This is the sun that created the heavens and the earth. It's a rock. God is a rock of fire. But his fire is not natural helium and oxygen and hydrogen, but is glory. What, like glory, glory creates. It's creative power. <laughs> And it's more powerful than all the suns of the second heavens combined. So you'll find when you begin to tap into the sun of righteousness in you and start to believe and repent of externalism of serving the second heaven suns, you'll start to see that this sun in you created those suns outside you. And all the souls around you will treat you differently. That's the days of Noah. That's the days of Noah, when they come in and their souls start to change by the light you're emitting from the third heaven sun, the sun of righteousness, the sun whose light heals. You know, and people say there's healing properties in vitamin D in the natural light. That's true, you know. But you have something greater than vitamin D in the glory light. Hallelujah. Wow. That light completely recreates your inner man. It restores your spirit, and then it restores your soul. But it's first in your spirit, in your invisible spirit, which needs to become more real to you than your natural body. And that's what revelation, feasting on the word, and drinking the wine, and having fellowship one with another, it makes your inner man of the third heaven son more real than your outer man, which is the result of giving our souls to the second heaven son. That's why ancient Egypt worshipped Ra, because it's the light of the stars that fell from heaven. It's Kabbalah. 
It's Jannies and Jambres. It's having your brain connected to external lights and disconnected from the light of Christ in you. So when you return with all your soul to Christ in you, there's no mixture, and you completely disconnect from the external to the internal, and then all the world serves you because you're operating in Father God. <laughs> That's what we're going to walk into. We're going to step into a place without the mixture of the world's light, which is darkness. It's actually called gloom. Beware that the light in you is not actually gloom. Jesus Christ said it three times. Beware that the light in you is not actually gloom. Beware that the light in you is not the external suns. Amen? That's what Freemasonry is, is having your brains connected to the second heaven suns. That's what witchcraft is in Kabbalah and Jannies and Jambres in religion. That's what religion is. That's the curse of the fall, is that we disconnected our souls from Christ who created us, our Creator, the Creator's light, the Creator's glory, and we connected our souls to natural suns, natural light, and limited ourselves to just photosynthesis, to just natural abilities of blood and brains and animal works, which are religious works of the flesh that count for nothing since Christ died on the cross for God the Father Himself now to burn through our spirits and the third heaven works without type or shadow. See, most of us haven't even had our mark of a beast of our brains and our hands burnt off our spirit. That's how immature we are in Christ yet in, in coming into practicing righteousness. Righteousness is a star. Scripture says righteousness is a sun and a star. Amen? Grace is a sun and a star. Amen? Grace is a star. It's true. And this is the only one star that the angels obey. And if you're tapped into any other star, any other source of light, anything in the world, you're being ripped off and you're losing your birthright to Satan and his angels. That mixture, a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. You can't have mixture of you and your boasting and your works. You can't have mixture of self-righteousness and add to the grace star. Because that light gives the fallen angels that you're practicing in your brain, that pride that you're practicing in your brain, gives the fallen angels legal right to your soul when you practice religion. Practicing external religion is sorcery. You're practicing magic arts because you're trading on the second heaven suns. That's not glory light because glory light is grace. That's self-effort. That's witchcraft. That's sorcery. So we're coming out of all the potent sorcery or religiosity of all the world. And there's nobody more religious than Christians because we've tried so hard and we do love God. We just haven't had the revelation of how to operate in the hundredfold glory realm, how to be without mixture. Because even the 60-fold, which is the leadership of the charismatic church, has 40% second heaven still in their brains because their brains haven't fully realized the one star that rules all other stars that rises as the chief and morning star of all lights in the last days. Amen. If there is any other star that your brain's hooked into, you're serving at altars to demons. It's all about light. It's all about light. And it was all about light in Jesus' ministry. He says, I'm the light of the world, and I'll make you a city of light. 
Now, what kind of light was he talking about? It's a city of third heaven light. It's a city of glory light. But it's not external, it's internal. You have to get the internal revelation and go deeper in Christ in you because Christ is nowhere else. Until the bride realizes the only star that is grace and love, that is Jesus Christ within her, she'll still be in bondage in the wilderness to the fallen angels of the external religious realm. That's why we've been in the wilderness so long, because of the transition from old covenant self-effort and our souls connected to the second heavens into His effort and our souls fully repented and connected to Christ in our spirit. Christ our righteousness, Christ our fire, Christ our glory, Christ our light, the light of salvation. There's a light of damnation and there's a light of salvation. Satan is an angel of light that deceives with the damnation of religion. You ever feel condemned in your brain like you're not good enough? That's because your brain's connected to the second heaven's fallen angels that will never be good enough because they're not redeemable devils. They're religious devils that thought they could be something apart from God's light. They thought they they could be something in the natural realm apart from the bright and morning star, Jesus Christ, the creator of all angels, the creator of all cherubim. Jesus created all the cherubim. He is the word of God that is within all the angels. And all the angels obey his word. And if your brain is not connected to the bright morning star, you can't obey his word. Obeying His Word is a river of obedience, and we're not even skilled enough and good enough to obey. You can't be good in your soul. You can't obey in your soul. You bring your soul and your blood to Christ in you to be burnt as a burnt offering, as a sin offering, as a goat offering, and the goat was the sin offering. Amen. I bring my calf, Penny brings her goat, and we die daily. I came out of the full-blown calf nature of rebellion. Penny comes out of the full-blown religious nature of the, of the goat, the goat in the calf of Luke 15. And we bring our animal religious souls of rebellion and religion to the altar before His throne, and we offer them as a burnt sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him, a living sacrifice. We die daily. Woo. We die daily. So that His soul is living through us and His soul is the Son of Righteousness that has all the healing in its fire and beams. See, the only thing for the Christian to do is yield and constantly bring our brains and our blood, our heart and our brains, to Christ in our spirit as a burnt offering. And if you're not offering your brain and your blood as a burnt offering, well, you're disconnected from your head. So you need the beard, the teaching of the prophets and apostles or the sons of God in the last days to reconnect to your head that is in you, Christ in you, and realize the glory. And the glory is what comes from His throne, the white throne, the white for His glory. And the glory burns up your blood and the glory burns up your brain and you offer your goat and your calf and your soul, which in truth is an animal soul, and you become co-heirs and co workers in Christ, connected to His brilliance, connected to His anointing, connected to God. So it's not based on your soul, it's based on His soul. Your existence is not based on you anymore. That's what rebellion is. Rebellion is when your soul is based on you, your performance, your works, your thinking, your striving. Everything of the natural dimension is offered as a burnt sacrifice to His soul. 
and his glory is what consumes your blood and heals your bloodlines of ancestral curses. (laughs) And his glory is what consumes your brains and kills the goat of religion, pride, and kills the calf of rebellion, lust. And all Sodom and all Egypt where our Lord was crucified, Jerusalem below, is offered as a sacrifice to God the Father through Jesus Christ in our hearts and our brains. Which means the natural man is offered to God as a sacrifice so the only man who's ever been good that's ever lived, Jesus Christ, the container of the Father, can live through us. Jesus is the Word, and the Word is the container of God the Father. Amen? Where is that written? Book of Acts. You see Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus murdering Christians, and here comes the Son of Righteousness. Now he is a star floating 40 feet off the ground, speaking to a man riding a horse that's operating in self-righteousness, going around and killing Jesus' friends, killing the morning star's friends. So God sent his word and a levitating fireball and spoke and rebuked Saul. Why are you persecuting me? And Saul humbled himself and says, who are you, Lord? Bam! And that star became his source of light and it blinded his eyes for three days. And then the scales of Remphon of the second heaven sons of self-righteousness fell off his eyes and he became born again. That's a picture of someone being born again. When that new star system of the bright morning star, that levitating ball of fire, goes into Saul of Tarsus, smites his self-righteousness, he had to say, lead me into Damascus because he's blind, because he's blinding the sorcery of the second heavens, he's blinding the self-righteousness of the religious realm of Satan and his angels, and all flesh on planet earth, and the bright morning star will shine forth now through the bride of Christ, and with the beaming of the Son of Righteousness, and it will wash away all the sins of self-righteousness that murders God's holy people in the world. That's what's beginning to happen. Amen. That's the Great Awakening. When all of our souls are washed in the Son of Righteousness, in the rivers of fire, from the ball of energy that saves us. The Grace Star. Say it. The Grace Star. Grace, Grace star. is a star. <laughs> and, and this will win all the religious world back to Christ. And the only people that have a hard time with it are religious people because they got all these ideas that keep them in an animal form of works and slavery to the natural realm in a, in a demonic interpretation of the Scripture that has no freedom, no abundant life, and no fruits of the Holy Spirit in it. But when we repent and come out of religion, we'll see it's all about this brilliance and burning star within us that we connect to. That ball of energy. What is that? Acts chapter 9. There is a ball of light that came into him. He became a man possessed with Christ. And later on, Paul testified, it's Christ in me who does the works. He says, it's the realization of Christ that I'm made full in my spirit with Christ by believing. By faith alone in Jesus, my inner man is now full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And my spirit has reached full spiritual stature. Colossians 2.10 And now all that it takes is your brain to say yes 
to the word, yes to the truth, yes to the grace star, and no to the second heaven stars of self-righteousness. And then your brain is constantly offered through your blood in the blood covenant to Christ in you and, you, and you live on the rivers of fire that proceed from the Son of Righteousness. So that all nations will have the same source of light beaming from within them. So we'll have unity of the brethren and world peace. The Bible speaks of world peace. This is how it comes forth, by revelation of the one star of the third heaven that rises in all nations, tribes, and tongues' hearts. So we have Jesus Christ, the glory of God, the star of grace, burning through our hearts and burning up all our self-righteousness and religiosity that has kept us divided and at each other's necks. Denomination against denomination, church against church, tribe against tribe. And it's like different leader against different leader, and they're all fighting against each other. There's no fighting when your brain is sacrificed to this realm, to the realm of His fire and glory, to the realm of the third heaven. And once you realize it's in you, then we begin to have unity of the brethren, and everyone will begin to wake up on the inside to Christ in them, the realization of the glory in the third day resurrection glory church. On the third day, He rose from the dead. Now, on the third day, all Christians will be fully raised from the dead, spiritually and morally, while in the body. Philippians 3.11, Amplified Classic, that we might become as the living amongst the dead, or be resurrected spiritually and morally, internally, in our spirit and in our souls, while in the body. So that Jesus Christ, looking like a human being, was fully God the Father, wasn't He? Fully, one, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Shouldn't that be with every Christian? Why is it not because of false humility and our brains disconnected to the bright and morning star within us and connected to the religious stars of the second heavens so that we don't give God the glory? God died on the cross so that we'd be glorified. John 17, Father, give them the glory. That's what the Bible says. We're not holding the glory back and making them work for it down there on earth. This ain't the old covenant. The new covenant is, I have given you the glory. I have given you the star of glory, the spirit of glory, to burn within your own spirit man, your inner man, to be illuminated with the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you can be fathered by the Father of glory and your brain will fully realize it and yield and have no mixture of the self-righteousness of worldly religion. Amen? There's no religion in the star of the third heaven. Zero. There's only religion in this world. Religion is man's attempt to reach God through being good by knowing good knowledge and doing good works. That's paganism. That's what paganism is. That's what satanic rituals are. But now, through Jesus Christ dying on an altar of the universe for us at Jerusalem, He died at an altar. He died on a tree. He became a curse to remove the curse from our souls so our souls could connect to God the Father in our spirits. And so that our souls could no longer run on natural light but on glory light. Your brain is quartz crystal silica. Silica is one hexagon chemically from becoming diamond. Your brain is practically a diamond naturally. And so the diamond can begin to shine with the glory of God when it fully connects to God the Father on the inside, through your spirit. And your brain begins to realize, whoa, not only do I have a spirit, but I am a spirit. 
and the fallen angels of the second heavens putting their false light of religion into my brain have been stealing from me my entire life, making me a slave of my self-righteousness, making me a slave of works and a slave of knowledge. And I'm free from all the world, saved from the world, saved from the religion of the world by my brain connecting into Christ in me so that now the diamond can shine with the glory of the third heaven, with the full brilliance of the bright and morning star. So I have no righteousness of my own in my brain, no doom and gloom, no animosity towards others because they haven't tried as hard as me, but now my whole brain is based on His works in the river of life outflowing from my spirit man. That's the new covenant, the works of Christ, the brightness of Christ, the glory of Christ, and the total salvation from all religion of the natural realm. In Jesus' name, come into financial partnership with Red Letter Ministries, redletterman.com, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Be blessed.